Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm a consumer. I'm not a makeup artist. So I have all of these challenges that, you know, I don't know. I want the makeup to do the work. I don't want to have to do a lot of work. I just need it to be quick and effective and make my skin look great. And I want the makeup artist in the makeup because I'm not a makeup artist. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, hey, welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, everybody. We are back in your feeds. It must be Wednesday. Hey, Carlene. Hello, Jill. In the flesh. I can't believe it. I know. Guys, we're so excited. Today, we're coming to you from Los Angeles. We're in our Dear Media studio. We have the perfect guest today Mm -hmm. because she's based right here in LA. We're speaking with Carissa Janes, founder and CEO of Hourglass Cosmetics. Yeah. And of course, they have a studio. It's all made here in LA, but they have a freestanding store in Venice Beach. They also have one in New York, of course. And Carissa launched Hourglass Cosmetics in 2004. And And she was in her 20s at the time. So she's kind of killing the game. Yeah. Four years in the making, she launched with a full color collection. Everything was cruelty free since day one. So that's saying a lot at the time, right? It's kind of the trend now, but that was always part of their DNA. Now they're in a thousand doors worldwide. Of course, Unilever acquired Hourglass back in 2017. It was the first ever prestige color cosmetics brand in the portfolio. Yeah, I remember when that happened. I was like, oh, that's a really interesting move. So Mm. it was rumored that they were acquired for like $300 million. To be honest, it was probably a lot more than that just because the brand was crushing it at that Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hourglass really is all about fusing skincare technology with very high quality makeup. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. that's why we wanted to speak with Carissa. Like you had shared with me that you use something from Hourglass every single day. I do. It's part of my five minute face. It's part of my full beat. Like Mm -hmm. whether it's the Hourglass Unlocked Mascara, which I've talked about many times on our show, I regularly repurchase that. Mm -hmm. It's a two-way mascara. Yeah. Their other mascara is out of this world good. And just everything is just at that level of quality where you're like, wow, it's, it just takes all the guesswork out of it and it really performs. Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people love the primer. Mm -hmm. The foundations are great. Like it's rare that you just see 
so many good products yeah. across the board. Mm-hmm. I know that the Veil Translucent Setting Powder, that's their number one bestseller. Mm-hmm. People love it because it's blurring. It gives you an airbrush finish. But I do have to say, I haven't tried it off the mic. Carissa told us that the Vanish Concealer is her number one favorite from the whole collection. Mm-hmm. So I'm dying to try that now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, of course, I think a lot of listeners out there will associate Hourglass with their ambient lighting powders. I mean, those were so groundbreaking when we first saw them as Mm -hmm. beauty editors many years ago. And I think it was one of the first to introduce that idea of using light and light reflection to improve how you look. Like, I mean, there was Max Strobe cream at the time, but that felt very pro and very professional. Yeah. And this was like putting all of that power of using light to your advantage in your own hands. And in a powder form, mm-hmm. which we hadn't seen, but really these products ushered in like a decade of yeah. strobing and just like the idea of blurring and that mm-hmm. kind of magical like candlelit glow. And now we see it throughout the entire like Charlotte Tilbury collection. Yeah. So they really were kind of one of the first to get away from just the paint by numbers type of functional products yeah. and give you something really extra. I love that quality. Yeah. You know? And they just dropped their holiday 2021 collection. There's also a new ambient lighting palette, volume three. So this is the third edition mm-hmm. and it's a three shade palette and that's designed to create, you know, that very iconic at this point, seamless multi-dimension. That one is for medium to deep skin tones. And I know that was hotly anticipated. Yeah. People were really waiting for that. Mm-hmm. And I know in 2020, Hourglass reformulated every single product to be vegan. Mm-hmm. They really have a commitment to animal welfare. And we're going to talk about that in the show a little bit later today. But to be honest, there were some fans that were disappointed that they didn't go further in the shade expansion in 2020 because they had gotten a lot of flack already at that time. You know, I think there's a lot in the foundations, but not in the ambient collection. So we're going to ask Carissa about that in today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. And we also get to, I know a lot of you had questions about their new refillable eyeshadow palette. And a lot of people had sticker shock, frankly, when that came out and myself being one of them, I I thought I read the price wrong. So it is a refillable palette. We're going to get some answers on why that is. And, you know, and you do get to keep it and reuse it. So, yeah. um, yeah. But I think some people were like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. But first, in her first podcast interview ever, Carissa is going to tell us the backstory behind the creation of Hourglass Cosmetics. And stay tuned until the very end for a fun round of Rapid Fire. You're going to find out who Carissa's favorite artist is. You know, there's a lot of art in her her home. And the one non-Hourglass beauty product she can't live without, along with the up-and-coming beauty brand, she personally has her eye on. So welcome, Carissa Janes. Pausing to tell you about some budget-friendly holiday bling in partnership with Ana Luisa. Tis the season for something sparkly and Ana Luisa has you covered. That's spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. It's a jewelry brand that makes simple, gorgeous pieces you'll reach for every day, and it's super affordable. Their prices start at just $39 with sales up to 25% off. So that adds up to mega savings. The latest piece that I got, I have to tell you guys about this. It's a bracelet and the style is actually called Jill. Yeah, you heard me right. It's this whisper delicate 
14 karat gold plated bracelet. It has two interlocking circles. One circle has a smooth finish and the second one has this subtle twisted design. So it catches the light just right. It's adjustable and lightweight and really easy to layer. So Ana Luisa, once again, that's spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. They launch new jewelry collections every Friday and they produce everything in small batches and use recycled materials wherever possible. And the best part is that right now they're having a holiday sale. So you can save up to 25% off using our exclusive link. And that's shop.analuisa.com slash breaking. I absolutely recommend checking out Anna Luisa with our exclusive link, shop.analuisa.com slash breaking. I love them. Their pieces start at $39 with sales up to 25% off. So get your holiday gift on at our exclusive link, which is shop.analuisa.com slash breaking. And check them out on social media with the hashtag AnnaLuisaNY. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to today's chat. Hello, Carissa, and welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast. So while I was prepping for our our chat, you know, we kind of go deep on the research and I found a story of your home in the Coveture. Mm -hmm. Was it the Coveture? I think it was the Coveture from a couple of years back where they, like you did a home tour and I fell in love with your house. It is beyond gorgeous, but it's also like my aesthetic because it's all white walls and there's a lot of art. It was, it was an art tour, which is fantastic, but there's one thing in particular I wanted to ask you about, and that was your plexiglass coffee table. It's so cool. It's clear and, but it looks like textured and sculptural. And I read that your mother commissioned a designer to make it back in the seventies or eighties. And I was like, Who's your mom? Like, we need to, how <laughs> cool is she? I need to understand. My mom was very cool. Um, that's so funny, though, because I think you're the first person who's ever noticed or, like, mentioned that coffee table. Really? Yeah. Oh, I it's love funny. it. funny. I love that, though. It's always interesting when people see your home, what they what they gravitate yeah, toward. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my mother, actually, it's strange, but it's, do you remember Bijan, the designer? Bijan, okay, see the billboards yeah. here all the time? Mm-hmm. Apparently, his brother designed this table for my mother in the 70s. Mm. And um, it's just a one of a kind. So cool. Very unique piece. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, it's something that it just reminds me of that time in my life and being a child and like my mom always having parties. And so, yeah, I've been lucky enough to have it restored and still have it. So was she glamorous? Was she a style setter? So glamorous. My mother was so glamorous. She had great taste. She loved art. Um, She was a photographer. She loved beauty. Like, I think she was probably the first woman to have, like, one of the first to have plastic surgery. Like, she was just all in on, yes, everything beauty. And, yeah, she was an inspiration to me because when I was young, my mother actually was quite fair. She has, like, blondish, reddish hair, Mm. very pale skin, no brows, like, no color in her lips. So in the mornings, uh, she'd turn on the Today Show, and she had this big magnifying mirror, and she'd sit down with her coffee, and she would apply her makeup. And it was so transformative because she went from being so fair and her features kind of disappearing to like, wow, like mm. be, like glamorous and smoky eye every day. And she was just every, she did not leave without the house without her makeup. Yeah. And she would call it, she would call it her war paint. She'd say, I have to put on my war paint. <laughs> and uh, it was cute. It was, it was, uh, but as a child watching her and seeing that transformation, not only just physically how she changed so much, but how mm-hmm. it gave her like the sense of 
like strength and confidence, like to the point where she's calling it, you know, war paint. Like yeah. I can like face the day now. Yeah. But she, she was, she was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And so you mentioned plastic surgery and I'm pretty sure when we did some research, it said that you grew up in Beverly Hills. So is I that right? In Newport Beach. Okay. Newport Beach. And the plastic surgery. Yeah. I mean, my mother was, she was interesting. She, um, one of the, my favorite stories from, from kind of growing up was she always had pink light bulbs in, in our house, like in the living room, all the lights had these pink light bulbs, which was normal to me because this is how I grew up. But when kids would come over or people would come over, they would say, why does your mother have pink light bulbs? Like, why are these lights all pink in your house? And so I asked my mother and she said, because I look more beautiful in pink lighting. Oh. So that kind of inspired this, the whole ambient powder collection was inspired by this, by this idea of light yes. and what makes your skin look truly beautiful outside of, you know, having great products and great makeup and skincare is lighting. Mm. And so that was kind of taking that idea of like, how do I really bring light into this product franchise? And yeah, creating that kind of Instagram mm. filter on the skin was the inspiration mm-hmm. coming straight from my, my strange. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is her name? House. We need to give her a name. Terry. Terry. Okay. Terry. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. But I know before you got into beauty, you actually thought you were going to be a fashion designer and you went to Parsons, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you kind of get on that path? So I, yeah, I was, I was a creative kid and um, it's funny because I always really loved makeup, but I didn't, I went to school for starting in fashion design and I didn't really think there was like makeup was, unless you were a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've got to go into fashion. And I love fashion, but I really, truly love beauty. And when I went to Parsons, I started in fashion and wasn't really a fit. Like draping kind of killed mm. it for me. <laughs> and um, they started this new program called, while I was there, called Design Marketing. And mm. it was all the, it was still the fashion and the drawing and the, the, like the art classes. But then it was, they brought in like marketing and PR and kind of more the business side of fashion. Right. And so... For me, it was kind of like this big moment of, oh, that's what I want to do because I'm really interested in both. Right. And then when I came back from New York, I came home, I was looking for a job and Urban Decay was hiring. Mm. It was when Urban Decay was just just a few employees. Mm-hmm. And um, my passion was always makeup. I didn't realize that there was this whole creative side outside of makeup artistry in beauty. Mm-hmm. And so that experience kind of changed my life. And I knew very quickly, like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Very cool. So did you work in product development there or marketing or what? Well, it was early days, <laughs> really early days. So I worked in um, Wendy, the, the founder's mm-hmm. apartment with her. Mm-hmm. She just said, I need help. And will you help me? And I'm like, sure. I was fortunate because she kind of brought me along. I learned product development, marketing, PR. She just took me to every meeting and it's like really helpful to kind of get insight into all these different areas of the business so early on. Mm-hmm. But product and and packaging was my, definitely my passion. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And did you meet her like playing volleyball or something? I feel like that's how she like, <laughs> she rolls. Surfing? Yeah. She, no, I didn't actually. Um, no, I, I met her through a friend of mine and uh, I remember going to the office, their offices, and this is true. Can't believe it now, but their desks were actually wardrobe boxes like cardboard boxes as desks. Just, it was in her apartment. Yeah. So there was just only one other person there. Yeah, it was like no one. I mean, Urban Decay was tiny at that yeah. point. They just had just scrappy. a little nail polish. And, yeah. yeah, so scrappy. And now she's starting a new brand, yeah. Ballet Ray. Yeah. yeah. Now exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so 
let's sort of fast forward a little bit. 2004, you decide to start your own luxury line, Hourglass Cosmetics. What was the, was there like a problem you were looking to solve or was there a niche, a personal need or an opportunity? Tell us about that. Yeah, I, um, so after Urban, I developed, you know, I worked in the industry and I developed brands for people that wanted to start cosmetic or add cosmetic product lines to their either fashion brands, one fashion brand and one chain of boutiques. I found myself very frustrated because I always had to compromise something. I always felt like I had to compromise something for price. Mm. Like, oh, don't use that ingredient. It's too expensive. Or you don't need to do that. No one, no one really cares if you use an ingredient at an active level. It's just a marketing claim. And I always loved luxury and I loved makeup. But at that time, the luxury brands were kind of the makeup that your mom would wear, mm-hmm. grandma would wear, and then the there were the artistry brands. But I thought if I could just have the modern, like the modern products mm-hmm. combined with luxury. So it's like I want modern luxury. Right. And I wanted and and really I wanted to develop a luxury brand because I wanted I didn't want to have to be limited on like I wanted to be able to develop the product I wanted. I didn't want the price to kind of mm-hmm hold me back. So that's, that's was really how I started and yeah. why, why I started. And you were only 29 at the time. Is that right? I was younger. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was younger. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, okay, here's the Chanel cosmetics for my mom. And like, here's the hourglass is going to be for me. And yeah. My I, I mean, I also at that time, like my, I had, I had problematic skin and I didn't want a foundation with fragrance. I mm. wanted a foundation that was really good for me. And I wanted, kept thinking why, if I'm going to wear this on my skin all day, why isn't it doing something for my skin. So mm-hmm. I wanted foundation with active skincare and I want, but I wanted the luxury feeling of a beautiful bottle or something that, you know, beautiful product on my vanity or pulling out of my purse. Yeah. It's like, how do I, how do I get it all? Yeah, I just, yeah. I didn't want to compromise anything. Yeah. Got it. I'm trying to put a picture in my mind, like 2004, like what the makeup was like that looks like this predates Instagram, right? So, yes. Because a lot of your products are like filters for, yes. or like makeup filters mm-hmm. for your for your face. So what was happening at the time? 2004, uh, we, so we launched at Barney's. Okay. Barney's was, existed yeah. at the time. Um, <laughs> it was like the coolest, most beautiful department store. NARS was like, there was the NARS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, NARS was amazing. And then there were the luxury, but it was like the Chantecaille yes. and mm-hmm. Lancome and Bobby Brown and Mac was yeah. Mac and there just wasn't all the indie brands, no. right? Like now, That's right. there just wasn't. And was Sephora yeah. around? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. But just sort of coming to North America, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yes. I yeah. feel like it was back in those days. Like I remember yeah. going on a press trip to Paris and yeah. discovering Sephora before it was here. And I was like, it's like a grocery store for cosmetics. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, but just going back to like creeping your house and everything, I saw all these art. <laughs> I, have, I have to. I'm obsessed. I saw all these art books on your shelf, mm-hmm. like Matisse and Klimt and, you know, uh, French Impressionism books and stuff. And I'll never forget when we first got ambient powders into the office as a beauty editor. It felt so different. Like highlighters were very new concept at that time, especially in powder form. Mm-hmm. Like you might have thought of Mac Strobe, yeah. but that sort of powder palette. And I, I wondered how much art has like factored into, like has that ever inspired your product development or that candlelit yes. effect? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's like everything is steady. I love art. I love all sorts of art. I hope that Hourglass feels artful as mm-hmm. well. And I think that that inspiration, it's, although it's very subtle, absolutely. I mean, our, 
holiday palette last year was called Sculpture. And, yeah. you know, I do weave in inspiration from art and architecture into, into our products. Yeah. Because it was definitely about getting that. Maybe you could just talk about with the ambient powders, like how you landed on that. So the ambient powders, again, it was kind of back to my mother and like this, like taking this idea of light, like how do I really incorporate light into a product? Like the, the, the positive effects of light into a mm-hmm. product. And then how do I create a product that is natural and blurring? And like you said, it's like almost like a filter on the skin mm-hmm. without looking cakey or heavy. And this, they weren't skin tone specific. They were really inspired by light. And so we found a technology called photoluminescence and we took that ingredient and infused it into these powders. And that's what really creates that magical, Mm -hmm. transformative, yet subtle before and after of, Mm -hmm. and that's because it's working with the light and it's like the way the light reflects Mm -hmm. off of your skin. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. We see so many products like that now, but that was very new. Yeah. I was thinking about that because it's almost like you didn't have like a makeup artist necessarily that was like the face of the brand. So Mm -hmm. getting to people really to even understand what that was, even as a beauty editor, we see so many things, right? But it was just so different. So I was wondering if that was how you got people to kind of understand what it was about. It's not about layering it on and sculpting and all of that. It's about using light to your advantage more so. I remember at the time, I remember pitching the product to Sephora and they didn't, they weren't like, (laughs) I don't know about this one, right? We might have lost it on this one. But I think what's interesting about Hourglass and what's great about the product is that because I'm just a, I'm just a consumer. I'm a consumer. I'm not a makeup artist. So I have all of these challenges that, you know, I don't, I want the makeup to do the work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do a lot of work. Right. I just need it to be quick and effective and make my skin look great. And I want the makeup artist in the makeup because I'm not a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, creating those products that are just, they're subtle yet transformative and just mm-hmm. don't take a lot of mm-hmm. skill mm-hmm. is part of what is like yeah. people love the love the brand. I think that's such a that's such a great quote. I want the makeup artist in the makeup because I'm not a makeup artist. That's exactly how I feel mm-hmm. and why I'm drawn to certain certain products. So, do you have any tips though on how to apply it? Because some people might still to this day be like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think what's nice about the ambient franchise is you can't really make a mistake. I personally, with the ambient palette, the the, the original, there are three shades. I just take a brush. I sweep it across all three shades. Really? And just yeah, do this. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's she's motioning <laughs> it, like you know, circles on her face. Yeah. It was like a zigzag. <laughs> In terms of the, what kind of brush are you using? Like, so there's the ambient palette and yeah. then there's an ambient, there is an ambient brush. Yes. And it's right. Kind of, what is it shaped like? I don't know. It's kind of like a squat. It's a little squatty, but it's yeah. just So perfect. it's like dense bristles? Dense bristles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you can just go sweep it across all three shades and then just brush it. Yeah. Well, that was, that's definitely a radical idea. It is radical. Because we, before it was, it's a bit more like a paint by numbers situation. If you had a palette, it's like one goes here on your eye too, or, you know, on your face. So that is, people would think they were doing something wrong. Tip and typical powder palettes, right? Yeah. Yeah. As we have expanded the the category, you know, there are certain shades that maybe you want to highlight with more or, you know, sculpt with. But the original, the the pro tip is definitely sweep across all three. Okay, Okay, cool. This episode is brought to you in part by Neutrogena Canada. 
So we've been talking a lot about beautiful makeup today, but what good is a perfectly glisteny cheek if the skin underneath isn't healthy and radiant in its own right? That's where sunscreen comes in. I'm talking about an everyday ride or die sunscreen, also known as the world's best and most affordable anti-aging cream. That's why I often find myself recommending Neutrogena's Ultra Sheer Dry Touch Lotion Sunscreen SPF 30. And then I really like to sunscreen sandwich. I start with a solid base layer of cream. The general rule is a line across two fingers, rub my fingers together, and then apply. And then for touch-ups, I like to use a non-aerosol face mist like Neutrogena Ultra Sheer Face Mist Sunscreen, SPF 50, so I can spritz it on my face and I don't have to like rub it over top and get my makeup all messy. I know I have that solid base layer underneath. Neutrogena Ultra Sheer Lotions and Face Mist Sunscreens provide safe, lightweight, non-greasy sun protection that's ideal for every day. They absorb quickly, leaving skin feeling soft, clean, and fresh with a shine-free and matte finish. And it's not just about looks. Let's face it. Melanoma is a real thing, guys. And it has no idea what age you are. So that's it for today's sun care. I should say skincare lesson. Visit Neutrogena.ca for more information on the products and MelanomaNetwork.ca for information regarding melanoma prevention. And now back to today's guest. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes. Join me every Monday for a new episode of my podcast, Recovering From Reality. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, I'm here to deliver intimate conversations and expert insights to empower you on the road towards authentic wellness. So are you ready to recover from reality? So we've, we've called the, the ambient powder highlighter strobe. What do you say it is? We call them finishing powders. Finishing mm-hmm. powders. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But within that, like there are highlighting products yeah. and bronzers and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's like a collection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And blush now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there a moment you can pinpoint that you felt like Hourglass really took off when you were like, whoa, this is, this is big time now? Uh, I think there's little ones along, you know, there's moments mm. along the way. The first big one, but this was early when we still were like, no one knew who mm-hmm. we were. But I remember Angelina Jolie, it was like People Magazine, Mr. Mm-hmm. and Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. the film. And then I think Angelina's makeup artist used it on her on the set. Something like that mm-hmm. came out. And it, that was like the big, that was the first big moment. Yeah. What was the product you said? It was uh, the Veil Foundation. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was epic. Like I remember the photo shoot for W. Do you remember that? Yes. It was like a 32 page. <laughs> yes, I do. I think I story and you could see the heat between her and Brad. Yeah. Like it was yeah. vibrating off the page. Yeah. It was, so it was probably because of the foundation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bulletproof. <laughs> Legit. And every founder that we interview, they always have these, you know, these epic moments when it took off. But there's also some moments that are tougher, too. And I know in 2020, a lot of makeup lovers were frustrated because they couldn't find their shade. But the YouTubers love Hourglass. So they were like, I want to be able to use it, too. So how do you reflect on that? Or what what sort of steps are you taking in that direction? So I think in the in the foundation and the concealer category, we we had a you know very strong shade range and no gaps. We really felt like we nailed it. In the ambient franchise, we definitely saw mm-hmm. an opportunity where we could expand. Our lead times are quite long. So 
unfortunately, like we can't turn things around in, you know, a few months. But we have added to the ambient franchise, actually, just this holiday, we have a new palette for medium to medium dark skin tones, Mm -hmm. which has been very well received. And then next year, you'll start to see even more. Yeah. Expansion. Expansion in in shade range with the ambient collection. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, We had a lot of our listeners who are like fans of this product and they were like, make sure that you ask them (laughs) what's what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. And also like you've, you just have expanded into skincare. I'm obsessed with the eye cream. I love it. I love that product. It's so good. So talk to us about the evolution into skincare and why that was starting to become a more of a priority for the brand. Again, I think on a personal note, mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, it's something yeah. that was important to me. And I had actually, in this case, I had a friend, a chemist friend who I was having dinner with in Italy. And he was, t- I was like, what are you excited about? What's new? What's interesting? And he talked about this ingredient that we use now in our skincare, but he said, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's not ready yet. It's like kind of ahead of its time. And I'm like, yeah. okay, by the end of the dinner, I'm like, let's just do this yeah. so we can make like 50 bottles, whatever, yeah. whatever we can do. And uh, anyway, so it evolved into this equilibrium skincare franchise. And we use the cell balancing complex that kind of runs throughout all the products. But that eye balm mm-hmm. is just... It's incredible. Yeah. It's, it the ha- texture. it's the texture. It kind of just like melts into your skin, especially if like you have any redness or anything. Like in the, even in the wintertime, I will get that like dry flakiness around the eyes. And I found it was amazing for that. So hydrating. But still you're thinking about the makeup aspect. So it's like the makeup is still going on nicely mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. moving all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated all of that. Now you grew up in California. And so we have to ask what's like, what's your top secret for like glowing skin? Is there a spa you go to or a practitioner that you've been seeing oh. for a while? I feel like LA has the best skin people. Of course. Yeah. Oh my God. We have a great skin people. Uh, <laughs> you right? have to. They serve Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm a, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of lasers. Like, okay. I would go more in the direction of lasers than like a fluffy, you know. Yeah. Kind of getting lymphatic drainage done. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I like that too, but yeah. I think I always feel like I get the most out of something a yeah. little more. You're mm-hmm. like a crystal facial is great, but like bring on the laser. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I there's actually a, I don't know if you've ever tried this, but have you heard of Morpheus? No. I've heard of Morpheus. It's like a combination of something. Is I don't it? know what, actually, okay. I yeah. can't even really tell you what it okay. is. I know that it hurts. Okay. Uh, but I do believe that it works. Yeah. And uh, it's some sort of a laser where they kind of has the needles that okay. stab okay. your face. You kind yeah. of, it's like a staple gun to your face. Okay. Um, but very little downtime. And I do think that it is. Yeah. So you've tried this. I've tried that. I've done it twice. Yeah. Two what times. Do, so what do you notice? Like I notice texture, pores. Okay. Apparently, it's supposed to kind of damage yeah. you in a way that yeah. creates a lot of this boost of collagen production. The healing process gets it going. Mm-hmm. I want to share a way to get healthier hair from the inside out in partnership with Nutrafol. So did you know that nearly 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? I was honestly shocked when I first heard that number. And I think it's because you just don't hear people talk about it that often. But the reality is, I think the number is even higher this year because I was just reading an article in the Atlantic magazine and the title was The Year America's Hair 
fell out. And it was all about how the pandemic has been a near perfect mass hair loss event. So if this speaks to you, know that you're not alone. The good news is that thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. So Nutrafol, they offer targeted formulas for women and they're clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. I take the Nutrafol women formula. It's just four supplements a day and I take it in the morning with my coffee and I find it really does help to minimize my hair shedding. It's ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair caused by stress, diet, overstyling, or from your environment. They also offer a women's balance and that's formulated with additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. And we know that healthier growth, it does take time. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. And that's why Nutrafol has been recommended by more than 1,500 doctors and it's physician formulated. And it's 100% drug-free. So Nutrafol has a great offer just for Breaking Beauty listeners. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code breaking to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus you'll get free shipping on every order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use our promo code breaking for $15 off. We'll link to that offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show you've sort of got everything in the line now, like every, you've got the skincare, you've got kind of every component locked, but is there one thing that you feel like hasn't been like fixed or sorted in cosmetics yet or what interests you next? So fix or sorted, I think, yeah, sustainability is a big Mm -hmm. one, especially in color cosmetics. Mm -hmm. So that's for me personally, that's a challenge and something that I'm very excited about trying to solve that Mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Skincare, it's easier because, you know, they're jars that you can kind of throw into the recycle bin. But with cosmetics, there's a lot of little pieces and plastic yes. and I, there's a lot of waste as well. Yeah. So that's something I'm very focused on. And it's, it's a good challenge too, because how do we do it in a way that's like really yeah. innovative, but still feels luxe. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm excited about that. And actually, we just launched a product called Curator. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this one? Yes, I, I have it. The eyeshadow palette, guys. So it's refillable. Oh, beautiful. So it's made from tin. It's made from post-consumer recycled plastic. Mm -hmm. um, And then it's reusable, refillable, and and customizable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think also with eyeshadow palettes, you throw, you know, sometimes you buy the palette and there's like four shades you like, but there's five that you don't. And then it goes in the the trash. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really kind of, you know, an effort to really be able to curate what you want and what you're going to use Mm -hmm. and what you need. I love that luxury brands are like getting on board with with this idea. Like Clay de Poe had been doing this for ages, but I feel like I feel like there was a bit of a separation where it was like just these like organic or natural brands coming up. But there's a real movement now where like a lot, you know, a lot of the brands are doing refill, like Charlotte Tilbury and Tata Harper. Like it's like everybody's kind of headed in this direction, which is great if the whole industry is kind of Mm -hmm. getting on board is what we're starting to see, which is so good. Yeah. I want to describe it for people if they, because obviously they can't see. So it's like a refillable palette and you like click in the little pans. Yes. So can you talk to me about, is that like a really expensive endeavor to do something like this? Um, Because I know that the individual shadows are 29 each or around that. So it is a bit of an investment yes. to sort your palette. So 
is does that factor in? Everything is custom tooled. Yeah. It's very expensive to make. We really truly did our best to keep the prices yeah. like competitive as possible, yeah. but sustainability yeah. can be more expensive. Yeah. We're hoping that over time and with scale we can we can even maybe possibly find other materials that are less expensive mm-hmm. to make it more affordable. But, you know, it's it is where it is and yeah. it's not it's not for everyone because it is more expensive, but it's an exercise in kind of going in the right direction yeah. with, mm-hmm. with packaging and, and well, uh, we feel yeah. good about I it. think you see that in innovation and technology across a lot of platforms, right? Like, you know, when you first get a computer, the first one out of the gate is a little bit more of an investment piece, but as technology advances, you can kind of, you know, bring it to more people for right. a little bit more And instead of price. buying a new palette, you just exactly. buy, yeah. you just buy exactly yeah. what you need. So over time, it yeah. actually ends up probably saving money. Yeah. But it is an investment on mm-hmm. first Yeah. First, I love the yeah. shadows. They're so good. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, we have one more question before we get into a fun rapid fire round, but you're a huge animal lover and that's something that you kind of behind the scenes, I guess, like it's not out front about the brand, but you were cruelty free since day one. Mm -hmm. Um, I know everything went vegan, got overhauled in 2020. And I know personally you have, do you still have four rescue dogs? I'm down to three. Unfortunately, they're all getting, they're all, they're all aging. Yeah. (laughs) They're just, yeah, they're geriatric. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I just got a puppy myself. So I'm like that, that would be a big undertaking for rescue dogs. It's but. uh, it's overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. Three, three is better yeah. than four, and yeah. two is probably better than three. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, you know, I love them and always loved animals. Yeah. And animals and makeup. Horses and a portion and makeup. of the sales they go to yes, the non-human the... rights project, right? Which is an organization that's fighting to create rights for for animals. Yeah. We've partnered with them for a few years now, and yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Amazing. So, Carissa, can you share with us some words of wisdom or or a mantra that kind of guides you throughout your journey with Hourglass or some advice that somebody's given you that you've passed on to somebody else because you thought it was really good and worthwhile? Yeah, I think the best advice I was given was early on in the early days of Hourglass, before Hourglass was in, in stores and before it was launched, I was um, consulting and I was developing products and brands for other people. And I had a very good friend who was an entrepreneur and he would always say, what's going on? You know, what are you doing with Hourglass? What's going on? Because he knew I was working on it. And I said, oh, I'm working on it. I'm busy though. I've got all these projects. And he said, Carissa, how much of your time are you spending on Hourglass? And I said, I don't know, like 10% mm-hmm. of my time, 15%. And he said, if Hourglass is your future, why are you only spending 10% of your time on your future? And... I was like, oh my goodness, he's so right. What mm. am I doing? Yeah. And that was like a defining moment for me to like change my priorities quickly. And I did. And like the rest mm-hmm. is history. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do rapid fire. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Carlene. Okay. So <laughs> aside from your own products line, what other beauty products like skin tools, hair, fragrance, body care, what might we find on your vanity? I'm really obsessed with this brush, this heated brush. It's like a, what is that brand? It starts with an A. I can't remember it right Amica? now. Amica, exactly. <laughs> you plug this guy in. It's a heated brush. It's incredible. I have like fine, frizzy, curly yeah. hair. So I love that. What else do I have? What I love that too. It's like a blow dryer and a brush in one, right? Doesn't 
doesn't blow. Oh, it's just hot. It's a oh, hot brush. Hot brush. Hot brush. Okay. It's a hot brush, and I love it. It's great. That's a great product. I love. It's a body blurring product. Oh, it starts with a V. V. I, to, I can. I, I love this. It's like trivia. <laughs> it's a good one. I'm just trying to think beauty. of things that are yeah. unexpected. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Okay, cool. And is there anything drugstore in your bathroom on your vanity, or is it all luxury? No, I definitely have drugstore. I'll buy. I like drugstore. You know what I love? I love Doctor Bronner's eucalyptus body wash. Oh yeah, is it Bronner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doctor Bronner. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that smell in the shower, especially mm-hmm. like in the winter. Cool, yeah, feeling. Yeah, like I love spa. reading his label. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Vita Liberata? Yes. Okay. Love that product. Okay. That's great. Like legs, if you're going to like an event and you have wearing a skirt or yeah. arms. It's called great. body blur. Body blur. Love body blur. One. Yes. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> Investigator over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm always Googling. If you could only wear one designer for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh, that's so unfair. <laughs> Can it be from the past? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would say Phoebe Philo Celine. Oh, yes. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. Wait, she's getting her own line. Yes. Right? This is excitement. Yes, I'll be the first in line. Yes. Love it. You have a lot of art in your home. We know that. What is one that particularly resonates with you? Who's the artist? There's one piece in my house. It's it's an artist. Her name is Lita Albuquerque. Okay. And it's just one of those. She's, I think she's in her, like she's in her late seventies uh-huh. and she became quite, I think, I believe she became quite famous like much later in life. Right. And it's, it's a blue piece. It's a blue painting mm-hmm. with this kind of silver dome. Oh, yes. And it's just, there's something about every, like when the light changes, the piece changes. Yes. And I don't, there's just a magical quality about this piece that I cannot get enough of. I saw it in your stairwell. <laughs> it's in my stairwell. It is exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I love that piece. And I, I didn't really have a spot for it. So I, but I'm like, I have, this has, this needs a place. Okay. I'm Googling her after this. <laughs> yeah. She's cool. If you could invest in one up and coming brand, beauty or otherwise, maybe you don't want to say, but like, who do you think is just so on fire right now or will be soon? Can I say this? Um, okay, okay. I can tell you um, up and coming uh, salt and stone. Oh yeah. What what's that? They're uh, body care, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, um, kind of a unisex body care, skin care, mm-hmm. deodorant. Okay. Very zen like packaging, white, black, very clean, uh, clean. They actually sell it in our uh, hotel lobby shop. Okay, I'll be checking it yeah. out. <laughs> I love the deodorant. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay. Cool. And our final question is, if you weren't the CEO of Hourglass, what do you think you'd be doing? Working on a new brand, yeah. developing another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say in, if I, in another life, I'd want to be a ballerina or something completely different. <laughs> yeah. But in this life, I love what I do. So I'd probably yeah. just do, do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Do it again. Serial yeah, do entrepreneurs. It again. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Carissa, for your time. And we're big fans of you and the brand. And we're so excited to have you on Breaking Beauty. So thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Bye.